What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. It is another episode of the show. It is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Teron Armstead watch continues. And in the meantime, we're going to look at some of the other potential free agents that might still make sense for your Miami Dolphins. Tap in. Let's get after You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Pumped at the workstation today as we get ready to assess what's left in free agency for the Dolphins to try to tap into. Of course, we need to be considered the salary cap, although the team can certainly manipulate that uh, at any given point, should they decide it's worth their while. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. I was hoping we were going to be Back on the back deck, smoking a cigar last night, cracking one open, enjoying uh, uh, the news of the Teron Armstead signing. He obviously visited yesterday with the team. There has been no news since. And no news in this kind of instance is usually good news. It it means they're working on some of the finer details uh, of a potential agreement between the two sides. So. Here's hoping I totally jinx this thing, and by the time the podcast drops, and it's 6.30 a.m. on Tuesday, uh, that we'll have the news that Teron Armstead is officially a member of the Miami Dolphins, and everybody can collectively exhale. Because that is one thing, as you look at who is left in this market now. Lyle Collins, signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Dwayne Brown, back to the Seattle Seahawks. Trent Brown. Back to the New England Patriots. The offensive tackle market has quickly and suddenly whittled away to not a lot of exciting options if you're the Miami Dolphins and you end up not closing the deal with Teron Armstead. I've heard from a couple of different places the Dolphins do have the top offer on the table as far as guaranteed money. And uh, here's hoping that we get those contract details because that would mean that a contract has been signed. Whether or not that actually happens, we'll see. But offensive tackle, despite the fact that it's one of the primary needs for this team, uh, is not the only remaining need on this team. I think there are certainly some other interesting discussion points to be had, some remaining needs for this roster uh, that we can kind of parse over here today on the Tuesday edition of Locked on Dolphins while we wait for the news that's going to come regarding Toronto Armstead signing or not and keep ourselves preoccupied that way. Um, Over the cap and spot track, don't make this super easy uh, because a lot of the players that they have kind of currently in between, uh, I know for a fact have signed. For example, uh, the Buffalo Bills just made a really good signing of Jamison Crowder yesterday. That stinks for Miami. Um, 
But that's the kind of receiver the Dolphins are reportedly looking into and poking around, according to Barry Jackson, looking for some players who have some uh, return experience, if you will, and some depth experience uh, as a wide receiver or wide receiver five can play some teams. Um, and as you look at the wide receiver group, that remains. You know, you of course have Tommy Lee Lewis, Dolphins legend, Tommy Lee Lewis, who was on the roster last year. Uh, but a lot of the kinds of players that you would affiliate in free agency to potentially fill this role, they have found new landing spots. I know Dante Pettis is a wide receiver who's had experience in the San Francisco offense, but it seemed like he was kind of in the doghouse when he was there. Maybe Ryan Switzer spent some time with Cleveland, spent some time with Pittsburgh, uh, primarily return guy out of North Carolina. Uh, of course, the Dolphins already locking down Trent Sherfield and getting him under contract. Jamison Crowder would have been an interesting one, but it felt like his contract value, and of course he's already signed with Buffalo, wasn't one that was necessarily going to align favorably for the Dolphins. Um, so this report that Barry Jackson has put out that the Dolphins won someone with a return experience and special teams experience, it, you're looking at pretty slim pickings until you get to the NFL draft. Now, the good news is I think there's a lot of guys who can fill that role and potentially be there in the third round or the fourth round in the NFL draft. We kind of have our draft board up here and, and from over at the draftnetwork.com. These are actually my personal rankings for prospects that I have finalized my grades for. And I think about Kyle Phillips uh, from UCLA, primary slot guy, very shifty. Uh, he's good in the return game. He's... Um, Really, really effective creating with the ball in his hands. But he's undersized. Uh, he's 5'11", 186. Uh, doesn't have great length. He's not going to win one-on-one -on -one matchups on the outside or anything like that. Uh, but that's the kind of player that third, fourth round, if you want somebody who's depth in the receiver room but you know is going to fill a role on your active roster, a guy like a Kyle Phillips or a Calvin Austin from Memphis, who's probably going to be a second round draft selection. So that, that might change things for you a little bit. Um, Wandale Robinson is another name who really pops to me as an exciting player, but not somebody you're going to put all your eggs in that basket and say, go be a featured piece of the offense. I think the only way the dynamics of the wide receiver room changes right now is if the Dolphins ultimately do decide to make a change and go in a different direction other than Devontae Parker. But if you're looking at free agents to try and fill that void, I think you're about three days too late to getting to that area of free agents. I even know Zach Pascal signed a free agent deal yesterday. And that would be somebody who probably would have qualified for this type of role as well. So uh, the wide receiver spot sounds like the Dolphins aren't done. They want special teams. They want to make sure Jalen Waddle's not enduring uh, those kickoff return opportunities. But I don't know that they're going to be in the clear from getting them here and now. So that time of year, college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We've mentioned wide receiver, but how about offensive tackle? Teron Armstead's the big fish still lingering out there in the abyss. Somewhere in South Florida. Scientists don't even. (laughs) But beyond that, I do think there are some players of interest to the Dolphins. Uh, It doesn't sound like, it sounds like the Dolphins are, are not going to be completely overhauling the tackle room because they do have so much youth and they want competition amongst those players to try to find the right guy to step into that other spot. And then, of course, if you get to the draft and there's a best player available that happens to fall into your lap, you take that player and you don't look back. I know Cornelius Lucas from Washington uh, is a name who has at the very least been mentioned. Don't think he's a great fit. Uh, he's 31 years old. He played 51, 52% of the snaps for Washington last year. Um, Billy Turner with the Green Bay Packers, former Dolphins great and legend, of course, Billy Turner. If I said Billy Turner, anybody who's a fan of the team who's older than the age of, of 15 probably knows who Billy Turner is. He of cut week five by Adam Gase fame. Uh, has proceeded to go on and, and actually enjoy a fairly fruitful career as a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. Um, he's an option. Daryl Williams uh, from the Buffalo Bills, right tackle, was cut this offseason. Uh, the Bills, in the midst of kind of a, a running game schematic change, they are in the midst of overhauling that offensive line group, and, and Daryl Williams was a casualty of that as somebody who was owed $8 million this year. Eric Fisher at left tackle uh, for the Indianapolis Colts is somebody who probably would be considered a, a plan C, I guess technically be a plan D at this point at offensive tackle, but is certainly still out there and is worth acknowledging as an established uh, veteran offensive lineman. And then I'd also mention Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly's kind of floated around the league a little bit, spent some time in Philadelphia, and then he was traded to Tennessee for Doriel Green Beckham and Green Bay. And uh, he's kind of a multi-tool guy. He's like a good version of Jesse Davis, I feel like. Or a, a better version of Jesse Davis, I should say. So these, these players do exist. Uh, but if you're looking for an impact starter, the guy you had in the building yesterday, is the chance you have to find. So hopefully the, the medicals and the negotiations and, and whatever else was taking place late into the night last night, let's wrinkle out, let's smooth out those wrinkles, and let's get it taken care of. Let's get ourselves a quality starter on the offensive line. The center position. J.C. Treader still out there. Uh, Matt Paradis from Carolina, also still out there. These are, are two fairly well-compensated veteran centers across the league. Now, whether or not Matt Paradis is, is that significant of an upgrade from Michael Dieter to make it worth, at this point, 
uh, for a 33-year-old center who played 50% of the snaps last year for Carolina uh, to pay him whatever it's going to take to pay him based on uh, market command and also when considering how the Dolphins have gone about the rest of their spending habits through the first week in free agency, that's debatable. Uh, I probably wouldn't advocate for that, but I, again, I know I'm one of those advocates for Michael Dieter, who's probably a little bit more firm in, in belief that Michael Dieter can be a guy uh, than some of the others across the space. But J.C. Treader, 31 years old, street free agent, played 94% of the snaps through the Brown last year, NFLPA president, and a plus-plus starter still. Now, he's 31. You don't love the age, but at the same time, if you're trying to get things right, and Kevin Stefanski runs a zone-based rushing offense. If you're trying to th- get things up right and you want to make sure that you have all the protection calls and maybe ask the center to handle some of those calls so that your young quarterback can focus on making the reads, you're going to be worth it if you can carve out the room. And one thing we know is depending on how you structure contracts, you can manipulate the cap to, to manufacture very low cap hits in 2022. I would be doing this beyond J.C. Treader. Your options at center are pretty much exhausted. It's kind of looking over who signed. Bradley Bozeman signed with the Panthers. Uh, we had... Mitch Morse get an extension with the Bills. Ryan Jensen... Uh, got the contract extension at the 11th hour uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tennessee, Ben Jones, re-signed. You're not going to find a lot of... J.C. Treader, in my opinion, is the only option available in the league unless you're trading for a player that's going to offer you an upgrade over what you have in Michael. So you take that for what it's worth. I still think we do need to have a discussion around the linebacker position. Um, and this is, a, this is a market where I think there are still some reasonable players out there and available to be pursued. Now, the question is, the Dolphins brought back a bunch of their linebackers. So how interested are they going to be in bringing in a new face into this unit? I don't have that answer, right? I simply don't. But I look at Bobby Wagner. Hello, 32-year-old, multiple-time first-team All-Pro defender. You would make a lot of sense. A lot of sense. But based on the spending, I don't think Bobby Wagner is going to be an option for the Dolphins. I think they'd probably like somebody who's a little bit more, at this point, less true Mike linebacker and somebody who's really big and physical and can play on the line of scrimmage and do all the things that Elaine and Roberts does potentially at a higher level. And as I look over names that are available, like it still shows that AJ Johnson from Denver's available. And maybe because the teams have accelerated their spending, he might be someone who's Worth kicking the tires on to see if you could get on a bargain. But uh, I also know this linebacker group, which you can't see on the board, but it is up here. And it's very deep on day two. 
Lots of talent available. Different kinds of players, but still plenty that are going to fit that physical brand of football uh, that we are associating with this position for the Dolphins as a position of. So with that in mind, I, I don't know that this market at free agency is going to get too hot. Yes, there's a couple of names that, that catch my eye that are showing as still available players to be signed. But like the Dolphins even brought back Brennan Scarlett. as like that strong side Sam linebacker to help set the edge against the run. They filled up a lot of spots. So I think you're clear and obvious upgrades. There's one or two, um, but it, it runs kind of like the wide receiver group. It runs in parallel with what you're looking for also being a group that's deep in the draft. And I think that tells us probably uh, to not expect too much movement on those fronts. So it's really just what else do you want to spend on your offensive line at this point in time? RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. Whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, your classic or your daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price of the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So to close the show today, one of the things that I wanted to do was kind of answer a question that I had got from a couple of fans over the weekend and listeners over the weekend, which is, hey, how do I know when is the right spot when I'm doing mock draft simulations over at TDN to trade out? Who, who are the people that need to be off the board for that to be the right? So I wanted to kind of take a quick inventory based on what I know, think, believe, and also project some players that I maybe necessarily wouldn't take at 29, but offer you like the immediate short list of like, these guys are prominent players that would make sense in different kinds of roles for the Dolphins. I think either one of these two impact linebackers, N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, if they're gone, okay, box check. From the offensive tackle position, if the top four are gone, and that would be Neil, Iquanu, Cross, and Penning, okay, check the box. From an interior line perspective, if Zion Johnson and Tyler Linderbaum are gone, okay, check the box. From a pass rush perspective, let's say, and, and we're expecting a massive run on these guys, uh, I, I don't think the Dolphins are in a position to draft David Ajabo in the event that he falls after tearing his Achilles at his pro day. But Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, Trayvon Walker, George Karloftis, David Ajabo. If those six are off the board, go ahead and check the box. And then at wide receiver, if Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, Jamison Williams, 
I would still put Chris Olave in that bucket, even though I don't think he's the best schematic fit for what they're probably going to try to do. Traylon Burks. If those guys are gone, yeah, you could probably put Drake London in that box too. Then go ahead, check the box. If you've exhausted all those options, you could probably make a safe assumption to say the right move is to push back and buy yourself a little time. And that, my friends, is going to do it for another episode of Locked on Dolphins. I sincerely hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Your team every day, we don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked on Network. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Make it a good one. Talk with you guys again on Wednesday.